Hello, everyone, and welcome back to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I am here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. Um, before we kind of um, go into the uh, podcast proper, um, some of you may be aware, um, my uh, mother passed away a couple of weeks ago, and uh, some of you reached out to me, uh, some of our listeners reached out to me over social media to kind of send their condolence. And um, I just want to say thank you to them. It, it genuinely um, it meant, it meant a lot. So just uh, thank you guys for um, uh, for keeping uh, me and my family uh, in your thoughts and prayers. So yeah. Today, I know it's been a while since we've been here, but we're going to take it slow. We're just going to have a nice little chat about basically all things comics. Uh, I have a few questions for Fahed um just about himself as a comic reader so i think i'll start with we can both answer this when did you start reading comics because i don't think i've ever actually asked you that uh when did you start what got you into them when did i start reading comics so i think i probably i was thinking about this uh recently actually and i thought the first comic book that i read was um ghost rider um uh, comic but thinking back to it now um i think the first comic i probably read was an asterix uh an obelix comic that i i probably borrowed from the library um when i was maybe five five six or seven around kind of um around that age so yeah that's kind of did that the first comics that um i kind of remember reading really uh what about your what about yourself well, I read them as a kid, so I read a, a little bit of them as a kid, um, but I never got into it until like my, maybe like my junior year in high school or something. I started getting really into them. Um, and I think the first thing I read that really got me into it was Jeff Johns' Green Lantern, because uh, obviously most people, at least American people, start out with superhero comics. But yeah, Green Lantern was like, I was hooked on that for a long time. Uh, Asterix, is Asterix the one, it's the like the big Viking guy, right? So, no, so Asterix is the, it's um, it's a French comic and he's the um, short guy with the big uh, uh, ginger moustache and he's, he's, he has got a giant friend as well. Okay. So, yeah. I, I yeah, know I've so, seen Asterix. Um, I know it's like way more prevalent over across the sea, but I've never even read yeah. or seen it. Oh, they they are absolutely fantastic, um, fantastic books. It's and it's like the you know I um I listened to a podcast about the translation from French to English, and in the French, the native French uh, language version of the comic, there's a lot of puns and wordplay that they had to work quite hard to kind of translate into English. So there's kind of, you know, there's, it's got great action, uh, great humor and, you know, the, the characters and the, um, plot lines are just, they're really kind of engaging as well. Interesting. I'll have to check that stuff out. I've never, I've never been. I definitely should do. Yeah. I've always heard about it. It's like, it's obviously like a classic thing, but never read it. When you started reading, like was that it like you immediately started reading a bunch of comics or was that more like when you were a kid no so that that's kind of that just as i was a kid and then i kind i think i kind of devoured most of the um i mean i actually got told off by a librarian once for kind of like hoarding <laughs> all the asterisks <laughs> all the asterisks comics that's amazing so i think i went through those yeah i think i went through those 
quite quickly. And then I think quite similar to you, I didn't start buying and reading my own comics until I was um, maybe 13, 14 years old when, you know, they, they used to, I used to have a local um, comic book shop uh, that I'd go, kind of go down to um, every couple of couple of weeks to kind of get my haul of um, comics. And it was mostly um, kind of Spider-Man, X-Men um, comic books. And I, I quite liked the, um, the old um, Malibu line of comic books as well. Malibu, so, um, I'm not sure so I know what that is. So that's, they, they were kind of, you know, when... Um, kind of in the mid nineties, we had the, this proliferation of kind of um, imprints that were printing superheroes comics. So you had image, yeah. you had um, Malibu, you had Marvel, you had DC, um, Valiant and all those guys. So Malibu was kind of one of those niche plays. They were, I think they were eventually bought by, um, by Marvel in the, you know, hmm. in the end, but yeah, so I quite liked those comics. And then the other comics that I started reading around that time as well were the, um, Preacher comics by Garth Ennis yes. is also kind of, yes, yeah, so it's kind of, I think that is, you know, I think the preacher comics were the first ones that actually kind of got me thinking about, oh, they're not just superhero comics sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I'm, that's safe. For me, it was Sandman, but it's pretty much yeah. a very similar thing. Yeah. That, that vertigo like period has a bunch of like just amazing comics that can kind of, make you wake up and realize it's not all capes and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I keep going back. I think actually the first comic I read was, um, an Archie, uh, comic, but I, it's, it's, it's weird how you, in my head, I, I've, I separate kind of comics in different categories. So that for me, like, um, Obelix and the Archie comics that I had at home weren't comics because, they weren't in like the magazine format. Oh yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah, Kevin, there's like, kind of book, um, like a collected book or something. Yes. Yeah, so I think the, the Archie one, we, I mean, I, I could probably post a picture of it on, on Instagram is absolutely um, dog-eared. Now it's kind of the, the front page is missing, but yeah, I've, I've had that for a very long, um, long period of time. So yeah, is a kind of, um, is actually actually it's you know it's kind of um I think it's just a collection of the newspaper strips. I'm not too I'm not too up to date with kind of what Archie's um kind of public publication history is, but yeah. Yeah, same. I've never actually. I think I'll admit this. Mm, yeah, I've never read a single Archie comic. I can't think of a single one. <laughs> it's, it's not for me. Yeah. I, it's I don't know. I'll try it eventually. I read the Criminal Arc, yeah. like making fun of Archie comics, kind of. Which yeah. Really good. yeah, 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 um, yeah. So you know, kind of, you know, you you mentioned you started reading kind of, um, kind of junior high, and how did your kind of reading journey progress from there? As you started off with um, superhero comics, and then, what you know, what kind of, what led you to kind of widen your your horizons? You mentioned Sandman, and yeah. So I had a friend in high school. Uh, we're still friends actually, but he doesn't read comics anymore. So he got me into comics. Um, and then I started reading all this stuff. He was giving me all the superhero stuff. And then he showed me Sandman. And then from there, I just kind of got out on my own. And I actually had money because I was finally out of high school. <laughs> so I could buy my own stuff, yeah. um, which is a great feeling. 
And I think, honestly, the first non-Cape thing I read besides Sandman was East of West by Hickman at Image. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've read that. It's, yeah. Um, yeah it's got kind of sci-fi Western. Yes. Yeah. It's really yeah, good. Sci-fi Western. Yeah. It's, it, it kind of just, it's nothing like, I mean, I love the comic, but it's not like anything revolutionary, but it's kind of what made me realize that you could do anything because this was so outlandish. And so, uh, and the art, the art in that comic, uh, I hadn't thought about the art or probably I even checked the artist's names. Uh, and East to West is what made me read the, the credits page, figure out who Jonathan Hickman was, figure out who Nick Dragata was. And then from then on, I think I just kind of bought everything and became very broke after high school. Yeah. And then yeah, I got, I went yeah. through, I went through a period where I was spending most of my money on, on comic books. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of understand, which is why I'm kind of really grateful for the fact that, um, you know, libraries in the UK stocked different graphic novels that I was able to kind of feed my habit when I was broke. So just be able to kind of go down there and kind of read a few superhero trade paperbacks or, um, trade paperbacks from kind of uh, different creators like you know you know the classic you know you've got kind of the the genre classics with um mouse or mm-hmm. um alan moore stuff Persepolis and then kind of different you know different yeah persepolis and that sort of that sort of things yeah yeah I, uh my library is over here um they're i mean they're great like it's a great resource but for me um they pretty much only have stuff that i've read like the the big like Watchmen, V for Vendetta, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. They have all the classics, which is amazing. But I've read all the classics, and I probably own a lot of them. So um, yeah, they don't have anything really non-cape either. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it might be worth speaking to your librarian about it. You know that you know that you know um you know you know for a long ter- period of time I went to a graphic novel reading group that was uh, based out of one of our the local libraries that I went to and it was set up by a librarian and you know you kind of she gave us she gave us kind of a lot of insights librarians are always kind of interested in kind of wanting to find out what um what people want to read because the, the more books that they stock that um are of interest to people then more people are going to come into the library and use it and the more safeguarded their funding is going to be in the future so they are going to be they are, you know, they are kind of interested in finding out if there's a particular genre or format that people are interested in. Though that said, at my local library, last time I went there before lockdown, there was a notice on the graphic novel section shelf asking people not to steal them. Oh, wow. Which I think is, and yeah, is just such a shitty thing to do. To Why steal, would you steal from, a from a library? Oh, my God. It is just, yeah. That's awful. Horrendous. I would... Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what I don't know why you'd steal from. That's just a place where people can read for free. You want more people to read, especially if you're into yeah. comics. You want more people to get into comics. You're not gonna take. You're not gonna take their only yeah. copy of Dark Knight Returns. That's goofy. <sighs> I don't know, man. People are crazy. So, I've learned that yeah. since 2016. <laughs> yeah, people are. People are. Uh, people are kind of a uh, crazy. Yeah. So unless I mean. I was just going to ask, unless there's anything you want to talk about, uh, what we've been reading lately, because we haven't chatted. Uh, yeah. Super. Recently. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a good one. What have, what have you been? I'm um, kind of um, reading. So, 
I've actually never read V for Vendetta before. Oh, okay. Um, the last week, so I've been going through that. But Alan Moore obviously uh, writes novels in the comic book form, so it's taken me a while. Yeah. And I just watched the movie on November fifth. That's the only reason. Um, it's obviously very, very good. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I don't know if anyone would agree with me. I'm sure everyone would. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. been really great. Have you read that? Yeah, I've read um, uh, V for Vendetta. It's uh, yeah, so it's a very, very good book. I'm not too sure it's if it's like kind of one of Moore's. I mean, it's kind of held up as like one of Moore's classics. Um, yeah, which I think it is. You know, it's, it's a fantastic book, but I don't think it kind of. I think the iconography rather than the story itself, because then you know the the Guy Fawkes mask and kind of it's you need to know a lot about kind of um, British political history to kind of understand what he's trying to say with with with, with that novel. So it's a kind of a lot about the um, you know Thatcherite Britain and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, Big Brother and all of that. So yeah, I think it's good, but. Um... I don't want to be crucified by comic people. Uh, so far, I'm a little bit over halfway through. Uh, the movie's better. <laughs> the movie's really good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I just think it's got yeah, that can, more can... like grittiness. Like uh, the movie, it starts, you know, and she's she breaks curfew and gets caught by those messed up police officers. In the book, yeah, yeah, uh, she's going out to prostitute herself, which is such an Alan Moore thing to do. I was like, not everything has yeah. to be so gritty all the time yeah but it's really yeah. good it's yeah it's good um so uh, you've been reading that and what anything else that you any other classic you've been ca- catching up with or um, other books that you've i've been i just picked this book up yesterday um i don't know how i feel it's metal hurlant selected works um and when you think that you think that it's going to be like some mobius some philippe Trier, yeah uh, yeah it's not it's like almost entirely americans and it's mostly okay. post 2000 so it, i don't know how this is the selected mm-hmm. works of metal hurlant but <laughs> the work in here is really good okay it's good comics okay. but i don't understand how it's metal hurlant selected works i just don't know okay all right fair enough so i have been reading a few different things so um i've reviewed a few books from I think I've already mentioned on the previous episode of the podcast for um from from NetGalley. So um The Zolas, which is a graphic novel about um the Zolas, uh it's not a story I knew a lot about, and um Pistuvi, which is just a beautiful, wonderful graphic novel for um for children, which I um which is also you know if you've got kids in your life kind of um over the age of i'd say 10 that's definitely a christmas present that you should be uh getting for them um outside of that i've got i had a i think i posted a while back um my substantial library hall um just grab a couple of the books from there so i have been reading um so one of the one of the books that i grabbed was um Maggie Garrison by Lewis Trondheim and Stephanie. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a it's spelled O I R Y, so I'm saying Oiri or Ori. I'm not too sure. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> okay. Um, which is kind of this um 
It's a very downbeat um, crime story about this um, down on her luck uh, woman who becomes a a private detective. So that's that's you know that you know I really I really enjoyed that. It's very very British. It's kind of um, yeah. So in terms of like comics with a really strong sense of place this kind of like this this comic is like soul london it's kind of like kind of like oh this is this is someone who's lived in london for a very long time and kind of it really captures kind of not the the glamorous side of it but kind of the more kind of downbeat i don't want to say gritty but kind of the more working class side of the city yeah so that i really i really enjoyed that and then I was reading. Um, have you? Uh, I was reading a comic called Twenty Four Panels, which is a charity anthology that um, was made to raise uh, funds for the survivors of the Grenfell Tower Grenfell Tower fire. And there's yeah, it's just oh, some, wow. there's some yeah, there's some really good work in here. So I think they've got. Um, you know some some big names. I think Alan Moore's got a story in here. Um, oh, I did. I yeah. just looked up the cover. I have heard about this. So this, yeah, is is really enjoyable. Some of the, you know, when you get an anthology like this, I think it was um, they had some professionals do it, but they also opened it up to members of the public. So some of the comics, I think, are stronger than the others. But yeah, generally the standard of that was was quite high. Um, so yeah, so you know th- that's kind of what I've been reading, and then I've got kind of quite a large pile of books that I've not been able to to kind of get through yet either. So what's what's on your to be read pile? Um, to my to be read pile. So I just got a book um, called okay, it's gonna be Paramus P E R R A M U S, The City and Oblivion. So that's by um, one of my favorite artists that I've found recently, uh, Argentinian artist. Uh, I want to, I want to make sure I get this right. One second. There's a, Argentinian names. I'm not great. So drawn by Alberto Breccia, um, which he is a master. He did uh, Mort Cinder, which is one of my, the best things I read in 2019. Um, and written by Juan Sastarain. So that's my to be read. Um, it's, I don't know if you're looking up the art, but, um, it's like that. It's very like washy oh, black wow. and white. Yeah. yeah. Um, very like chiaroscuro contrasting black and white. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for it. It's a big book though. I got the hardcover. Um, yeah. it's going to take me a, a long while probably, but that's my to be read. It's kind of like, um, uh, the inking's very watery. If yes. that makes sense, kind of like, yeah, very fluid. It almost nice. looks like watercolors, but but black yeah. and white. Yeah. Oh, that must have yeah. taken them absolutely fucking ages. <laughs> right? I, this thing is insane. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's I, I could get a ballpark number here. It's at least 450 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy's an absolute beast. Um, yeah. Okay. He, um, it, and a lot of the stuff he's done, like Mort Cinder, um, they are uh commentaries of a military dictatorship in argentina yeah. and yeah. the writer of mort cinder was disappeared and never seen again by the government so oh, like it's shit. real 
it's real political. Yeah, it's crazy. So it, it also just makes the, the context of it much more interesting to me. So it's really fun to read that stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting you talk about context because there's, after reading the kind of 24 panels graphic novel, I was kind of interested. So at the moment in the UK, there's an inquiry, a public inquiry going on about what's happening in Grenfell. And it's just an unbelievable kind of, I can't, there's no no other phrase that I can come up with to describe just a clusterfuck of incompetence from from oh, everyone yeah. from yeah so it was just it was well it's not just the government is the the contractors it was yeah it was everyone anyway so oh, um yeah so um on my to be red pile is I've got a few books I've I've got listed here that I um managed to grab so uh, okay so uh I've got Tilly Walden's are you listening which oh yeah i need to get to that yeah have you have you heard of tilly walden i've heard of tilly walden and i know she's like amazing but i have not read a single of her works yeah so um i read her last book um which is called on a sunbeam which was maybe one of the most beautiful books i think i've ever read she's got a kind of um studio ghibli-esque um Mm -hmm. style of um uh, of um, illustration and she does some really clever things around coloring um, coloring the books in terms of shading so yeah so that's one I'm looking forward to reading and then I've got um, The Wolf of Baghdad uh, by Carlos Isaac and it's yeah so that you know that seems to be uh I don't know too much about it, but, you know, on the back, it's got um, some pretty good reviews on the back of it. So I'm quite interested in reading that. And then I've got uh, the other book um, I kind of read over this weekend was um, Ed Brubach and Sean Phillips' Bad Weekend, which is a, um, have have you heard of it? Uh, I have um, it. I got the hardcover. I've yet to read it. Yeah, so it's it's really good. It's really fun. Um, you can't really go go wrong with the team of uh, um, Brubacker and Phillips, but it's kind of a very, uh, it, a very kind of like snarky look at kind of how the comic book industry um, has treated some of its uh, legends and kind of um, how working in the industry can kind of really uh, break you down and kind of the convention scene. And so all, all that sort of thing. So it's yeah, it's kind of about this um, artist that's um, retired, but he's being drug out to this um, uh, convention to kind of like uh, sign autographs, and he's really just not interested. He just wants to get drunk with his mates. So that's that's, that, that's yeah, it's quite a good one. And then the last one I've got is quite a substantial one. It's called um, Angola Janga. Kingdom of Runaway Slaves by um, Marcello de Selet. And it's um, kind of, I think, a history of um, kind of Angola. So kind of uh, the um, history of the Kingdom of Angola. And, um, you know, it's about fugitive slaves and, and that sort of thing. So that is it's quite a substantial book. I think it's, uh, just looking at it now, it's... Yeah, it's at least yeah four hundred pages long, so I'm, oh, wow. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to reading that 
as well. I'm looking at the art for that right now. It looks really, really good. I've never heard of this. Um, yeah. The writer or the or the book itself. Yeah. I mean, I just came across most of these books by looking at my library's online catalog and seeing what I could get. So, yeah, it's, um, it's quite good uh, when they've I can't got believe... kind of diverse. Yeah, your library has such diverse, like, non... They have indie stuff. They have, like... Mine is just Marvel, DC, and Image. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous yeah. of that. Do you read any manga or like any um anything like that? So I I I I do read um manga. I kind of tend to stay away from the um kind of more com- I don't say commercial stuff. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the shonen, like the typical. Yeah, the, yeah, kind of. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Kind of like things like mm. Naruto or yeah. Dragon Ball Z and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed um, Akira. Um, what's his? What's the other one that I enjoyed? Um, Doctor Blackjack or something. I've not read that. Blackjack. So he's kind of this rogue surgeon that goes around. Um, yeah, kind of carrying out surgery on people uh, was it called um Nausicaa Valley of the Wind kind of yeah. got a lot of the a lot of the kind of um really kind of more classical stuff I haven't read a bunch of the kind of newer stuff that's um that's come out but I think maybe that's because I don't know kind of you know the, the, the Dragon Ball Z stuff doesn't really appeal to me the you know yeah, you know that you know the princess here. You know transformational stories don't don't really kind yeah, of um, appeal to me, and that's kind of what seems to be available mostly over here um, at the moment. So, and I know that, you know obviously the the, the comic book scene in um, Japan, the manga scene in Japan, they do publish all sorts of story, but I don't know if the more the stuff, the stuff that I'd kind of be interested in is, is reaching kind of Western shores or not. I don't know if you know more about that than kind of maybe I do. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. So I would love, like I have a, my manga shelf is decently large. It's not crazy. Um, but I know that they have like everyone has a, a large selection of genre and I'm sure yeah. they do too, but most of the stuff that comes out is aimed at, you know, like teenagers and stuff like that. And that's like the most prevalent genre for them. So I, I've just been going to classics, uh, like Berserk, Akira. Yeah, um, I have yet to finish Akira. I've been reading it so slowly, like two books a year out of like I think there's yeah. six. And yeah, they're absolutely Ito. massive books as well. They're I mean yeah, they're, they're absolutely they're monstrous volumes. Yeah, and there's there's always so many manga volumes. Like if you wanted yeah. to read. One of the more popular ones, you'd have like a hundred volumes. And I like yeah. to collect physically, so if I were to do that, I would just have manga in a whole room. <laughs> like Yeah, it's yeah. I like the standalone stuff. Um one of my favorite ones is called Blame. Uh just blame with an exclamation mark. I think they yeah. they say blam when they say it out loud. Okay. Uh, it's really like uh it comes off almost as like one of those shonen action things but it's very like psychedelic um uh the art is 
probably some of the best manga art I've ever seen. Uh, okay. I don't want to butcher this name. Su... Su... <laughs> Tomu Nihei? Nihei? Uh, I don't know, but he's he was a master. He does a, he does a, a, a current manga now called Knights of Sidonia, but that's more... Um, Isn't that at... a Netflix thing? I'm sure yes. I saw that on Netflix, yeah. It's yeah. aimed at more like the teenagers, and he he adapted his art style before he was like all blacks, like a ton of ink on the page. Yeah, and um, I think I read an interview. He just wasn't very popular when that he was doing that, and so he yeah. switched. And now it's in almost entirely white space and like very thin lines, and he doesn't ink almost anything. And I okay, cannot, I cannot really look at that and and love it as much as the original. And also, just the the genre has changed to be a kind of more typical mecha anime thing but which is yeah, absolutely is... fine there is you know yeah. yeah yeah but it's um just not the sort of thing that kind of appeals to me at this moment in time i'm sure i'm gonna swing around and maybe kind of start reading that um sort of thing again but just at the moment for me it's yeah it just doesn't doesn't appeal Oh yeah, I feel the exact same way. Anytime I don't want to read something, I I always try and understand that there's like, for every one person that doesn't want to, there's probably ten people that that's their favorite thing. Like I'm sure people love Knights of Sidonia and they probably hate Blame, but yeah, uh, I think Blame is perfection. Yeah, I think um, one of the thing, kind of one of the virtual events I've, I've I've attended over the past month is the comics, the UK's comics creator survey, kind of um seminars that they were doing and um in terms of like what's commercially successful here kind of these manga sized books are are really successful in the UK kind of you know the Naruto's the the Dragon Ball Z's um uh Sailor Moon that sort of thing and you know publishers are kind of looking for um for work that kind of fits in into that um into that kind of uh, the physical dimensions of what a manga book would um, come in. Um, I have read some manga recently. I'm just trying to find, going through my list of books that I've read um, to kind of find what the name was called. You guys have a big manga scene there too? um, Ish. I think there, there is quite a large... Um, as large as the UK scene is in terms of reading comics, I think, yeah, there is kind of the same sort of, um, is Weibo an offensive term? Kind of that kind of (laughs) people that love kind of Japanese culture and that sort of thing. And I think that does cross over with people that um, (laughs) read comic books as well. So I I mean, we wouldn't be able to tell you kind of terms of financially how large large it is, but, you know, Whenever I go into the library, half the comic books on there are mangas. Um, Same. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think that kind of, yeah, I think is kind of demonstrative of um, the fact of how, you know, how popular it is. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is similar. I think, I feel like, I don't know the numbers or anything, but I feel like there's probably twice the amount of people reading manga than reading American comics. Like they wouldn't even, bat an eye at at reading manga but reading comics for some reason like american comics or western comics for some reason uh they think it's weird but then they'll go watch anime and read manga and i'm like it feels like yes that is weird that is weird that's kind of again something that's come up um 
you know, at kind of a lot of the, the seminars that I've, well, networking events that I've been to in terms of, yeah, because we want to grow the, the, the comic book scene here in the UK to kind of, because we've got lots of talent here. It's just for some reason, people in the UK don't buy comics. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of what we're yeah. trying to get to where France, Germany, um, America and um, uh, Japan are. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult riddle to um to kind of solve, really. Yeah, you put American. Tricky. I wondered. I I I kind of assumed Britain had a bigger scene than America. But no way, no, no, no. no I man. consider the American all our, scene all our best talent goes to the to work for U.S. companies. There's, wow. there's very yeah. There's there's kind of um yeah. There's not a lot of money to be to be made in the UK. See. Actually, that kind of makes sense. A lot of a lot of um, British writers are killing it and have been killing it in the American scene. Yeah, like our best writers here are not yeah. American. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's just the the uh, the way that it is, unfortunately. Um, yeah, what else did I want to talk about? Um, have you been to any of these like online comic book festivals? And if you have, what have you kind of made of them? I have not, sadly. I've been pretty busy lately, and I just never, <clears throat> I never stayed up to date on all that uh, event stuff. I would like yeah. to try it. Like, what do you, wh- where do you get all your like upcoming news and like what to look out for? So for me, um, this is just kind of from from the British end of things. Um, uh, there's a website called um, Down the Tubes and Broken Frontier, and they've both got pretty comprehensive lists of. Um, at least UK conventions that are happening at the moment. And then there's a couple of other, there's a couple of people that I um, follow on Twitter that just happen to be posting about events. And then um, Eventbrite, sometimes I'll just go onto Eventbrite and just type in comic books and just see comic books or graphic novels and see kind of um, what comes up. Um, the only reason I mention it is kind of um, Thought Bubble is going on at the moment, which is kind of, one of the mm-hmm. bigger two independent um, British comic book festivals. And I think it's kind of interesting how they're um, they're kind of running it. So mostly they're kind of running, they're kind of running a mix between Zoom calls and they're just posting YouTube videos of pre-recorded discussions. So it's kind of nice that you're able to kind of interact if you want to, but if you kind of got, screen fatigue you can just watch the youtube video later on as well so yeah i'm gonna need to check some of that stuff out i've never been big on you know like the live events or anything i've never been to a con me neither me neither i mean i've only been to like um a couple of local cons My, myself and john were planning on going to fort bubble this year but obviously oh. <laughs> that, that, that didn't happen for kind of like um for uh for obvious reasons but yeah it was um yeah it's not really never really i don't like large crowds if i'm being honest with you i get i've got i've got quite you know i've got social anxiety and being out in a large crowd like that where there's kind of like lots of noise and you can't really hear yourself think not generally speaking my idea of a good time yeah i would agree (laughs) i i if I did at all like large crowds before this year, that's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. even remember if I did or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a fairly uh, fairly funny 
<laughs> that's true yeah yeah reality's yeah. weird this year man <laughs> it's been a yeah it's been a really shitty year it's been a really weird shitty year man kind of like uh right. it's not over yet it's not over yet it's not anything could happen <laughs> we got about a month and a half left oh yes yeah yeah let's see if the aliens turn up i don't know what else <laughs> gonna, god it gonna... might be a good thing if they do at this point i mean yeah you know, I, for one, welcome our robot overlords, <laughs> <laughs> as the man said. So, yeah. One good thing about this year, uh, yeah, I have I have read a lot of stuff, not just comics. I've read like 13 books, which I think before this year, like prose novels, I had not read a book since like 2013. Uh, that's that's really interesting um, because I've really struggled to read prose. I've struggled to read kind of like comic books at times. Um, I've been more kind of reliant on um, audio books. So I've been kind yes. of going through audio books at um, a pretty decent clip. But yeah, I've been kind of struggling to sit down and read. I think the last book that I read was um, John Connolly's The Dirty South, um, which is hmm. John Connolly. He writes these this character called Charlie Parker, and it's, um, a supernatural detective story, but you're not too sure how, if the supernatural elements are real or not. So it's Ooh. just super superb, superb noir with like um, su- perhaps supernatural um, elements to it as well. What, what have you been kind of reading that's a uh, kind of traditional uh, long form prose? I, so I've been heavy into escapism this year. Like yeah. many of us have, uh, I started reading a bunch of fantasy just like 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 magical fantasy um, yeah. novels. So I read all of the Witcher books. Uh, okay, which all my friends are huge on the games. I never played the games. Um, they have a show on Netflix which was pretty good, but I read all seven of those. Um, and then I've moved on to Joe Abercrombie, uh, a British writer. Yeah, um, has written some of the best fantasy fiction I've ever seen. It's called The First Law. Um, uh, I read the I first trilogy. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, amazing. They are incredible. If you like fantasy anyway, yeah. they're hilarious. Uh, and they're kind of like they, they every time you expect them to zig, they zag, and they're always doing something completely different than um, any fantasy novel would do. Actually, Francois Vigneault, uh, I saw on his blog, he yeah. reviewed one of them. Okay, so he must be into them too. I should have asked him yeah. about that. Actually, okay. Yeah, that's kind of been all I've been doing because I have a job that allows me to uh, sit at yeah, a desk just and read. Just, yeah, uh, good. Okay, that's, that's good. pretty much that's all good. I've been up to lately. Yeah. Anything? Uh, anything else you want to chat about? Uh, no, not really, man. No. All right. Well, I think that's about it's about time to wrap it up then. Okay. All right, guys. So, guys, thank you very much. Um, we will be back to something like semi semi regular service um yeah so thank you very much for 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 listening yeah thanks guys uh don't forget check out uh our tip jar our pine pass tip jar the link will be in the description any donations help keep us on a regular schedule keep us motivated yeah that's true yeah and make sure um you um read francois uh francois vinod's titan that's that's finally out so p- yes. please, please go read that. That's that's one of the books of the year. 
Okay. If you didn't Thanks. order it, I will put the Amazon link in the description of this. Yeah. Please, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.